Are you ready to hustle? Welcome to The Hustle with Justin Harrison, the ultimate podcast for money, motivation, and inspiration. So on The Hustle, we get a lot of people asking questions around personal finance, and this season, we have dedicated to personal finance and answering people's biggest questions around money, especially those big questions that are applicable to people right now, where times are really tough and money is tight. Today, we've got Chinsia with us all the way from Nigel, and uh, she's got some pretty good questions lined up. So what is your first question, Chintia? If you're in debt right now and your expenses are more than your income, what do you do? So look, this is a pretty common question that I get. The first thing to realize is that there is no magic bullet to solving the problem. If you are not covering your expenses, there's only one of two solutions. You either have to reduce your expenses or you have to earn more. It's that simple. Now, most people focus on the earning more part of it because that's the part that we can emotionally relate to the easiest. But the truth of the matter is it could probably take you a lot longer to build up more income than it is to save on your existing expenses. Now, a lot of people obviously are very, very close on their expenses, especially with the rising costs of everything. The cost of living as opposed to income is not really matching up for a lot of people. But this is an uncomfortable conversation that you have to have with yourself First of all, you have to accept it. Secondly, you have to get your family and those closest to you to accept that if you're not earning enough to cover your basic expenses, you have to cut back. It's that simple. And then the second solution is to figure out how to go and earn more money. But the problem is most people are focused on how do I go earn more money to meet my expenses rather than let's do the logical thing, which is to cut back first. And so I've been there many stages of my life. It's not comfortable. I know there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes into it. And then, of course, there is this human nature that says to us, well, you know, this is what it is. I can't do anything about it. But if you sit down and you draw up a list of your expenses, if you draw up exactly what your income is, the goal is always to spend less than you earn. You will never earn your way to wealth. You will save your way to wealth. And this is what I always tell people. You've got to focus in on spending less than you earn. There isn't a magic bullet for it. There's no magic formula somebody's going to give you. It is literally that simple. So step number one, draw up a budget. Know exactly what you're earning. Know exactly what your expenses are. And then in order of priority, you need to get rid of the things that you can get rid of. It's that simple. It's not not the answer you want to hear. I know a lot of people want an easier answer, but this is, you know, unfortunately, it's human nature to trick ourselves. We, We lie in bed at night and we think about how we can get more money. We focus on on all the things that will get us to where we want to be, but we don't focus on the things that we need to know, the things that we need to hear. And the truth of it is budgeting is not sexy. It's not nice. It's not nice having to spend less than you earn, especially if you're not earning enough. It's not nice to have to figure out how to make do with nothing or little to nothing when times are tough. But this is the way humans have evolved and existed for thousands of years and money is just like a resource like any other resource that humanity deals with if you leave the tap open the water will run dry and that's what's currently happening in your life it's as simple as that so what's your next question let us know my next question is once i make the money that i really want to make how do you know what to do to keep that there and not make mistakes and lose that money so it's a great question right And it leads actually directly into the first question you asked me. And I tell this to people all the time. If you want to build a house, you've got to put down good foundations. You cannot 
go and buy the most expensive material, the nicest finishes for a home, and just try and build a house without laying down foundations. And the reason why people don't succeed financially is because they don't get the basics right. And so I always tell people, if you get your basics right, even when you have little to no money, it is going to be that much easier when you actually find success. And you will find success because this is what happens. When you start focusing on your money, when you start paying attention to every cent that you spend, and more importantly, know where you're spending it and why you're spending it, you will make different financial decisions. And so consequently, when you get your foundations right, which is budgeting, not overspending, spending less than your earnings, setting money aside as a percentage of earnings for savings. Because a lot of people don't see things as percentages. And I always say to people, work on percentages because then irrespective of how much you earn, you will always stay within those parameters. And so the biggest tip I give people before you succeed, get your basics in order. Make sure that you have the foundations. Make sure you're budgeting. Make sure you're not spending more than you earn. I mean, I, be I became financially free at the age of 31. And to this day, I still have a monthly budget. And people say, but why? You're successful. Why do you have a budget? The reason why I'm successful is because I have a budget. And the most important thing that we haven't been taught at school, we were never taught how to manage our money. We were taught how to go and earn it, but we weren't taught how to manage it. And managing your money is what is going to make you successful. Now, the question as to where do you invest your money once you become successful, as hard as this is to hear, it's not a conversation that you're ready for because you have to get the basics in place first. And if you get those basics in place and more importantly, get the people around you to buy into your journey, your family has to support you. Your partner has to support you. If those people around you aren't in the same journey with you and understand that we've got to save money this month, we've got to spend less than we earn, then you are always going to have a hard time becoming successful. And the most basic way to explain this to people is Earning more is never the solution. A person who earns 100000 a month and spends 120000 a month is in a worse off financial position than somebody who earns twenty and spends ten. Because at the end of the day, it's not about how much you earn. It is about how much you're setting aside. Is that a hard truth to hear? It is. It is. But it's so true. And you know, the thing is, Chinsa, we know this, we know this intrinsically. We, we know it within our souls. But we lie to ourselves because we've been taught that we deserve to have the things that we have if we work hard. But that's only one part of the equation. You deserve to have the things you have if you have financial discipline. Earning the money is only one part of the equation. Okay, disciplining yourself is the other one. Absolutely. And it, and it comes to being around people who support those goals and those ambitions. Because I promise you now, if you are in a family, if your husband, if your children are not aligned with your goals, it is going to be exceptionally hard. You're going to always feel guilty. You're going to be always in this position of having to justify why you're making the choices you're making. So really go back to everybody around you and make sure that they're buying to the journey with you. Because collectively, that's how you become successful. So what's your last and final question for us? If I make money, how safe is our money in our banks? So you're obviously asking critical questions because you're thinking deeply, and I like that. I am. So the honest answer is I don't trust the banks one bit. I have a real problem with the amount of debt in the world. And if you really go and study the financial system, if you understand that there is huge leverage within the financial system, be it with people personally who are taking on debt against future earnings that they haven't earned yet, be it against the banks who, in actual reality, if everybody went to withdraw their money at the same time, 
they probably wouldn't have enough money in the bank to to basically take care of depositors' money. If you understand fractional reserve banking, if you understand the way the global economy is structured in terms of international deficits and trades and loans and things that are going on on, an, on a global scale, the truth of it is the financial system is highly illiquid. And so what we see is a looming recession as a result of a liquidity problem that's in the market. So in all honesty, whether times are good or whether times are bad, I don't trust a bank with my money. And so what I encourage people to do and I try and teach people to do when it comes to wealth creation is to understand that money is not wealth. Money is a medium of exchange. Money is the stuff that you and I use to trade and transact with each other, but it's not how you store your wealth. Wealthy people understand that leaving money in a bank is actually one of the riskiest things ever. Not only because the banks might go under, not only because the financial system might crash, even if everything there stays exactly as it is, we are losing value on our money. A hundred rand today buys you more than a hundred rand will buy you in a year's time from now. And so what you have to do is make cash, make money, and then deploy it into hard assets that are going to give you a return on your money. Because... What people have not been told about money is that money is the greatest risk in the financial system itself. You've got to hold and own tangible things that have value and utility to others. Something that is going to provide cash flow, something that's going to give a return. And money in and of by itself is purely a medium of exchange. It is not a store of wealth. Oh, okay. Does that leave you a little shocked? It does, but it's giving me... I'm listening and I'm taking it in and I'm realizing what it's all about, you know, because some of us just get, we grow up and we don't go these ways. So I'm learning and I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm going to do this. The whole problem is that the entire financial system has been structured around a very small percentage of people truly understanding it. So this is part of the education problem and we can't, continue to blame the education system. We cannot continue to blame the financial system. We have to take responsibility for ourselves. We have to take responsibility for our family members. And it is no longer simply good enough to go and get a job. It is no longer simply good enough to go and earn money and to rely on a broker to take care of your retirement annuities and your retirement plans. We have to self-educate. We have to self-invest. We have to understand the financial system because understanding the language of money is literally the ability to communicate in financial terms. And if you don't have that, you're always going to be at a disadvantage. It's kind of like living in a country where you can't speak the language. You can't cry when you don't have opportunities if you can't speak the language. And so my greatest desire is to help the current generation out of their financial woes, but also to pass on this knowledge to the next generation. Because ultimately, Our evolution as human beings is entirely reliant on us getting control of our money because here's the thing. Money is a resource. And as even though banks are printing more of the stuff and countries are printing more of the stuff, at the end of the day, that is not good enough to solve the problem. If that were the case, we'd simply print a trillion dollars for every person on earth and give it to them. The thing that makes money valuable in the first place is that it's hard to come by, that it's something we have to chase after, provide labor and work and exchange value for. But if we want to truly be successful with money, it's no longer just acceptable that we go and earn the money. We've got to understand how to use it. And this is why 90% of people are in the, in the place they're at, because they've used earned income 
to go after the things that they want. So people use earned income to pay for a house. People use earned income to pay for a car. People use earned income to buy clothes and put food on their table. And actually what you want to do is use earned income to build wealth. And I always say to people, the goal is to live off 50% of what you earn. Because if you can live off 50% of what you earn, the other 50% is going to put you in a place where you become eventually financially free. But you're never going to become financially free if you spend 100 or 110 or 120% of what you earn. You're going to continue to be a slave to the financial system. And this is the problem. Wow, that picture is clearing up now. Thank you. <laughs> it's my absolute pleasure. Any final questions? No, I'm good, thank you. I've heard what I needed to hear, and I'm very positive. If you have a hustle-related question, then you can now voice note me directly via WhatsApp on 061-792-9495, starting with the keyword hustle, and you could be featured as part of my next podcast. Of course, if you are shy and you prefer to remain anonymous, that's absolutely okay. You can also send me an email via moneytribe21 at gmail.com, moneytribe21 at gmail.com. So send me your messages and let's get hustling. And remember, hustle makes muscle. Stay motivated by The Hustle. Talkers talk, but hustlers hustle. Find more episodes at ecr.co.za or your favorite podcast app.